Hello and welcome to an episode of 52 that sees me sit opposite a former player and current manager who I believe would have a worthwhile answer for every single card in this special pack. However, it will be just 5 plus a wild card that will form the basis of the next half an hour or so. This is 52, sponsored by Grosvenor Casinos. 52 outlets, more than anyone else, which helps, given the name of the podcast. And you can find them online, grosvenorcasinos.com and the app as well. And at this stage, I take 52 seconds to introduce my guest. Usually, I have to pad a little bit and fill, but it could take 52 minutes to sum up this man. But here it goes. Tag Saul Campbell with any one word to describe him as you want. But the indisputable truth is that he is a winner. His move from Spurs to Arsenal stands out as one of the biggest surprises in modern English football history, and his time with the latter earned him another word, invincibles. London born and bred, brought up strict and always dedicated discipline, and quietly confident, I guess. He played in six consecutive tournaments for England, and all throughout kept his counsel until after his playing days. More recently, he can't be accused of not getting his hands dirty as a manager. So far, he's taken the hot seat at two clubs who have felt it on and off the pitch. He is, to some extent, still a mystery wrapped up inside an enigma, but never, I mean never, accuse him of being in the movie Snatch, because he wasn't. So shut up. (laughs) 52, welcome Saul Campbell. Hi, Saul. (laughs) Good job you cleared that up. I mean, there's still people thinking that. It's incredible. It gets scary. You. That's what happens when it people get, just get sucked in. It gets, <laughs> it gets you so angry, that. Not really. I'm just. It's it just does, pathetic. look. It's, it's just pathetic as a thing to say when you're angry. <laughs> Should we shuffle? What kind of shuffling? Proper shuffling. You okay. wouldn't know, would you? All right, I ain't got a clue about no. cards. That's what you said when you came Mate. in. He, he came in and he said, just for it record, get me a beer and I don't know anything about poker. it's not bad hustler here we go pick any card it's your choice tell us what it is and read the question who would you who would play you in a movie of your life and you got the four of hearts now that looks like we fixed it you picked that at random no I didn't yes you did you couldn't see the cards (laughs) so movie of your life they probably need a London accent. No, most actors can do, you know, both. You know? Oh, yeah. No, most people can learn an mm. accent, right? So mm. they'll be able to do it. Sean Connery, though, famously couldn't do an Irish accent and then the the Untouchables. Mm. So he can't, can't be that. Um, who would play you in a movie of your life? Um, someone like Idris, maybe. <laughs> Denzel. I, I think, well, yes, I Denzel? Would... Well, I think it's better than Idris Elba because that was like the most obvious answer to any question okay. we've had in 52. Denzel? Denzel? No. No, Denzel Washington, no. No, no. no offence to Denzel, but he's not as good looking. <laughs> uh, who else is out there? Um, do you think Idris would do it? Like, do you think his star's fallen enough that he would take the role of Salk? <laughs> 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 in a movie yeah. Idris I, I know I know you had your heart set in James Bond but we've just been given this script to play Sol Campbell what would be the hardest scene um, what for him yeah if you fo- act about football. your life yeah I suppose just actually kicking a ball he's a massive Arsenal fan oh he'd love it then mm, he'd love it fan. he'd do it cheap yeah because he's an Arsenal fan yeah, <gasps> no because he'd have to wear a Spurs shirt so you, can, you yeah, have to you have know, that he's in. an actor I think that's yeah. what it's all about you know yeah God, just go for it. Would there be a scene that he was walking away? <laughs> well, like Shane, from White like Hart, Shane. Yeah, you know, from White Hart Lane looking over his shoulder and then just walking straight the arse. 
It's life. <laughs> I can't remember. It's such a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, it's uh, true. Moved on. I tell you what, it'll be some movie though. Mm. I think there's enough in it. Too deep. Do you reckon? Yeah. 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 It's too deep. Yeah. Think it'd be an indie movie or a Hollywood blockbuster. Straight, no, straight no. Straight DVD. Independent. Independent. Yeah, yeah. Grow from there. <laughs> right, I'm going to move on. It's just such a random question. A lot of fun. Right, here we go. Are you ready for the riffle? Just say no, stop. No, uh, Stop. The last card. Yeah. Right, it is the five of clubs. Now, if we get a pair or above in your five cards... Grosvenor Casinos will give a thousand pounds to the Cares Trust, Fantastic. which is nice okay. little, just an added little game we play. Right. Mm. Well, I said you were a winner, and the question is, where do you keep your medals, or trophies, or awards? And there's quite a list to go through. Doubles. I don't you know, keep them. So, do you even own them still? I own them. Yeah. Right. Where are they? I'm not interrogating you. Come on, tell me. They're like a bank. A bank. Mm. It's probably a least safe place to. Why? Put them to be honest these no. days. Were you worried during the bank and crash? No. <laughs> your medals the no. The gold, so, you know, at least that goes up in price. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the medals are just wherever. And this is, mm. uh, and I mentioned this before in 52, that's just a thing. Like, no one really cares about the medal. They care about winning it. Mm. Um, of them all, what was the most pleasurable of those medals? The actual experience? Uh, well, it's always the first one when I was at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, winning the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Worthington Cup back in those days. Correct. Um, Can you name all the sponsors? Mm, no. Milk. Yeah. That was the first. Worthington's was in there. Mm. They all went bust. That's how you remember. Little, Little Woods. Woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 now. Mm. Uh, Carling. Yes. Not, I don't think they're going bust though. It's, no, they're, they're okay, I think, yeah, at the yeah. moment. Right. There's another big one. There's another big one. Did it say Carling? Yeah, it did. Carling Cup, Little Woods, Rumbelows, Rumbelows. They've definitely gone. Yes. <laughs> That's how you know what how old someone is. Ask them what the name of the League Cup is. And if they go, oh, the Little Woods, all right, know what age you are. Car- oh, Carling, you're a bit younger. That's good. Um, you became the first black captain to mm. lift a trophy at Wembley. Mm. Well, you know, obviously, it's, uh, you don't think about that at a time. No. You don't. Um, it's only after, really. And it's quite shocking when you kind of, look back and say god really it took that long it's quite scary way over 100 years of association football for it to happen yeah but also when you think about it when you look about look back and you say i don't know maybe viv anderson started to play for england and things like that it's still a big gap Hmm. Um, now it's you know it's is it i mean is it i mean well well, black captains yeah there's there's, black captains is different yeah still a way to go i I mean because you famously said I would have copped in England had I been white. Mm. And we're, look, your career only ended weeks ago. You know, like it's not that long ago. You're a modern player. Mm. Well, no, you know, when I, uh, I was talking about um, black captain for uh, your uh, domestic side, mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about, yeah. not for a national side. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that everybody heard the fact that when Saul Campbell's asked to pick any medal that he'd won, of course, of which there was just Myriad, myriad medals at Arsenal. He chose Spurs. He chose Spurs. Just put that down. Let me let me rephrase that. Obviously, the first one is always the best one, you know, because it's new. It's new. It's new. But then, when you look at it, obviously, when you look at it for me, when I look look back on my myself, it's the double. 
you know, with Arsenal. I mean, that's a special time as well. But I, I would respect you more if you didn't backtrack there just because I had it go at you. No, but I'm, well, you can have a go. <laughs> uh, join, join, you know, join the line. But um, <laughs> I love it. You're the first argumentative <laughs> guest on 52 and I love it. Everyone's been really polite. And that's because it's late and we're, we're having a couple of beers. But anyway, um, you know, that, that's it really. Obviously, yeah. the first one's always the best one. But the pleasure of, of an historic winning the double I mean that's incredible you were always driven to win I mentioned it at the start and reading through your whole life you had that discipline to win and it wasn't just in Uh, football it was in the classroom as well you mm. got an education through football Mm. but you would stay behind you would do the extra maths you would do the extra English Mm. do the extra history have you always had that drive you take my grades yeah yeah. (laughs) funny enough please welcome Mrs Smith your English teacher would be brilliant Um, have you always sort of been like yeah, I've always, I you know, only I, want to be number one here. Well, no, for me, when I look back and I you know, look at my life growing up in East London, it wasn't easy at all. It wasn't easy at all. But, you was, you know, I'm young. You don't really know what's going on. You just get on with it. You know, you roll with it, really. And uh, you, you, you get caught up in all sorts of things and you learn quickly. But I just knew that I this, this wasn't just for me. Mm. You know, from a very, you know, modest or, you know, poor background. So I had to fight for everything. So I had to fight for education. I had to fight for, uh, you know, sports. uh, You know, I had to fight for everything, really. You learn that on the streets. Mm. I'm a street footballer. You know, I played football on the streets to the age of uh, 13, 14 until, you know, I started getting picked up by, um, you know, scouts and things like that and going to different clubs. And then I went to Little Shop from there. So really from five, six years old to 14, I was street footballer, a little bit of school football in there, mm. you know. But, um, you know, I didn't have books at home. You know, I didn't have any books other than probably the Bible hanging around and the newspaper, Daily Mirror, and that's it. Mm. You know, so I had to fight for everything and uh, nothing came to me easy. So I've just got used to it. Did you used to have that thing at at school in particular, break time, lunchtime? Do you have a break time and a lunchtime? That's what we had. You'd have like 15 minutes. 15 minutes and then then lunchtime and then a little two o'clock something for another 10, 15 minutes. It was always like, who's got a football? That was the holy grail. And you'd hope that one person out of 200 bought a football. Mm. And then the next question was, who's got anything else that's a ball? And mm. it usually would then be a tennis ball, be the next thing. And if then that didn't happen, it'd be Coke can or a mm. bottle. And if that didn't happen, it would be a stone. But so, yeah. it was never not football. Mm. That's what our break times definitely were when you talked about you had to fight for it. The ball wasn't always there. Mm. Do you remember? Because I think well, you I remember reading be... something about you about you played a lot of football with a tennis ball. Yeah. Yeah. Or just rolled up piece of uh, tin foil. You yeah. just roll it up yeah. and make it into a ball. I mean, it's, it is that basic. I used to, you know, play football like that, really. Yeah. Or sometimes back in the days, slightly a little bit different, we used to do this kind of elastic band thing and you kept on rolling the elastic band and, and it became a ball. And, so hard. And it was, you had to play with that. <laughs> so People won't know this. Kids won't see this these days because they probably get them on Amazon or Sports Direct or whatever. But outside every garage... There was things called flyaway footballs, mm-hmm. and they were what, 50p, and, and they were they were so light. That's what called flyaways. So you could score balloon. amazing goals. It's a balloon, with them. yeah, it's a balloon. You could score amazing goals with them because you, if it caught the wind, you could score from 40 yards. Well, a little bit like footballs now these days. I know they're all right? over the place. They're going back to that football, <laughs> but you used to hurt. Like I think the knee damage must have been caused in kids before 1995 for not having any weight and something they were kicking through. Mm. And you just, I have terrible knees, terrible knees. Actually, you know, in a way, it actually taught you a little bit more skill as well because if you was too wild with your foot, it would go over the bar. So you had to really 
concentrate and understand the flight of the ball to make sure it kept low. If you just swiped yeah. at it, it's over the bar. It won't go to your mate or whatever. So you had to learn how to even control that type of ball. Yeah. It's like the players who had great skill had to do it in bad pitches back in the days where the, mm. they get the carpets now. Well, they do at the top level. Uh, right, here we go. Uh, we've had two questions picked at random. Saul Campbell, be afraid, especially because you give me a bit of stick, so I'm not going to be easy to you. Why? It's time for the stacked deck. And just before I read it, quick reminder, sponsored by Grosvenor Casinos, grosvenorcasinos.com, the app as well, 52 outlets, more than anyone else. Right, bit introspective, but I think we're having a good yarn. So, eight of diamonds, so no pair yet. We'll see what happens. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I won't accept, I wouldn't change anything. You are with you, because of course I'd love to, I'd love your body. Let me rephrase that. I would love on me, your body. Like, I would give anything to have worked out young. So yeah. I don't have this fight against the tide all the time. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the bits that are never going to get better, Saul. I wish I'd looked at when I was younger. Um, so that would be a physical change. I certainly would love to be as understanding of people uh, when I was 20. I would love to be as understanding of people as 20 as I am now. I think I'm a lot more compassionate. Mm. Um, so you can go either way on it. What one thing would you change about yourself? What would it be? I would probably say believe in myself even more. Wow. In and around the ages of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That's a crazy answer. Your self-belief stands head and shoulders. I read your story written by you yeah, in your biography and your self-belief was huge. No, but that only kicked in later on. Imagine if I started that before. Well, you see, that is a mindset of outrageous self-belief mm. and also sort of... I don't know what it says about your character. You'd pick that. No, no. Pick I one would of your go, strongest re, qualities yeah, but and really try go to fix for it. it. No, no. But they, I grew into that. Right. Because I, I was very shy growing yeah, up as, yeah, a, as yeah. a young boy. I was, I was shy. Yeah. I, you know, I was very shy of, of my, you know, football ability, things like that. I was very shy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to make it, because that's absolutely throwing me. There was a line, come to think of it, that you were saying that you, you play for Spurs, right? But that's 20 I don't know that was your... 20 odd. No. Yeah. Right, okay. But 15. you... No, you said 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at 20, you've got it. And you mentioned... Do you score on your debut, by the way? Yeah. Right. And you said in this interview, nobody at home knew hmm. if they didn't read it in the paper. Yeah. So that's unbelievable. So at, at the top level, you would go home and not even... They didn't that even youth know. Team. That was youth teams, you know, Southeast counties back okay. in the days. Okay. So, but no one really... Yeah. No, the only people knew about me was probably the players I, I'm playing against or some of my mates who are at other clubs. Yeah. You know, and the scouts and, and, and that's it. No one really knew outside my circle or, or coming back yeah. at home. No one really took any interest. Did your family see football as a proper career? Did no, nothing. Okay. Then that makes sense that the confidence would have came later. Mm. It all ties together. Mm. It all makes sense. You also talked about needing space in that period you've just mentioned. That's why it ties in the question. Yeah. You you felt like the, the very oppressive feeling of the well, no, close quarters. No, I'm saying it because I did. Mm, mm. Like, and I get that. Like, and I need. No, that's I uh, need that's, physical. That space. only came about because it's about six or seven people in one house. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah but when you still now require that space, like after sometimes, this chat, yeah, occasionally. Sometimes. Like, so I'll be Not, honest with you. After this chat, I'll enjoy it. But like my heaven mm. today 
is not chatting to Saul Campbell or Tony no. Bellew or uh, even Jurgen Klopp when they interviewed him. My heaven in any day is when I can get on my own. No, no, sometimes for me, being in football now as a manager, you do need your time away and just kind of, you know, I'm not saying days away. I mean, just a couple of hours yeah. just to get your thoughts together. Then you go back again because it is full on being a manager. So if you can grab those kind of hours uh, here and there just to give your mind a rest, really, mm. um, and then back on it. Excellent. You are proven both a delightful and very tough 52 guest i'm loving it right let me shuffle them shuffle shuffle i feel you the first person put me under pressure shuffling i actually no, very good. i can't do that I've got a clue. <laughs> soul campbell that. top or bottom oh, it's got to be top yeah and hardly anyone's went bottom <laughs> <sighs> this is so strange because it came out for adam for strange god no good though oh strange it god. came out for adam Forshaw, who obviously is in a state of limbo, both with his health, but also with Leeds United. And that's came out for you. It's the nine of clubs. So we haven't had the pair yet for the thousand, but it's it's simple. It's what's next. What's next? And you, obviously for those people that don't know, because I'm, I'm sure it's the type of podcast won't just be listened to by sports fans. Saul's managing Southend United. It's the second club. They're in a, I don't, I don't I'll, let's just say that with football being suspended, a club that were already up against it off the field must be in, like every other club, it, it brings it to even another code red. Mm. Um, that must be almost an impossible question for you to answer right now. Yeah, you know, um, when you look at the situation uh, football is in at the moment, obviously everyone wants to finish the season. Uh, I know Liverpool fans are desperate to finish the season. Um, we, we finished it at Christmas, mate. <laughs> yeah, but technically it's yeah. not finished. But... Um, it poses a lot of questions and it poses a lot of questions in health as well. I know we all want to finish it because you you never know what type of lawsuits might come about if it doesn't get finished. Who knows? Um, but I think for me, it's the health and containing the health mm-hmm. um, and making sure everyone's okay. Even if we play behind closed doors, you still got 50, 60, 70 people yeah. you know, around the football, you know, who... It's almost, do you want the guys to be guinea pigs? That's yeah. what, you know, unless every single club has a containment area and you literally lock down for two months, play football and finish the season and no one goes in, no one goes out and you travel up and down the country and you don't see anybody, hmm. what are you doing? Hmm. It has to be treated it's, like every everyone other goes, business. Everyone goes home. Yeah. Everyone goes home. Hmm. I know everyone wants to get it to finish, but they've got to realise everybody goes home. And you don't know what's happened, what's going to happen after that, and then come back again. It's 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 a tough one because there's sponsors, there's you know, there's positions, there's relegation. You know, I'm in a relegation scenario. You know, um, there's playoffs. There's all sorts of scenarios out there, and everybody wants to finish, or some people don't want to finish, and some people yeah. want it done and void because it's status quo, uh, and they've got another bite of the cherry in that league. Mm. But it's it's a difficult one. I, I totally understand it. News flash. Players, managers, coaches, trainers, club staff all have people in their family and friends who are over the age of 70 and they have family and friends who have pre-existing conditions and who are... I couldn't believe this, listening to conversations. Was a, I've heard it in a few places, radio, TV, talking about the season, getting played again based on... This kind of like weird scenario where they were talking like footballers weren't humans, like the they couldn't person. catch it, or like somebody mm. as if they Super, were like superhuman. We're not going to catch it. Some like bubble. Yeah, I, I think for me the the only way you can do this is uh, I think there's only a few clubs in the Premier League have got onside accommodation. 
Yeah. Not everyone's got that. No. And you, what you get a hotel, you know, who's who's going to take who's going to pay for the hotel to lock down in a hotel for yeah. for two months? It's really difficult to kind of think how you're going to play the games without anyone. You know, you've got players who maybe got it and then they get it and then they don't know they got it. They pass it on. Then they have symptoms. Then they go home. Then the other guys get it. Then those guys don't know they have the symptoms. Then they get it. Then they pass it on. They go on. Someone else gets it. The lads who have been off for two weeks come back again. The whole process starts again. Who's got the, who's got the kind of players in the squad to kind of absorb that yeah. down all the way down to the you know uh, league two it, it's a difficult i i want to finish the league yes you know but it's how we do it and in the next one we'll have to start literally the next season we'll have to start the week after it's bizarre no chance how much of a break i think it has to start maybe first week of october wow so what's next well, is the first week of october then you yeah. just keep the keep that until yeah. the world cup and then change it after the world cup what's next for you Macclesfield up, kept them up, and we all know how much of a, a shit show it was off the pitch. Um, South End United, you don't have to say anything. I'll talk about this bit, but South End United ha- has not been easy off the pitch as well as on. This is not the podcast to go into all of that. So let me talk about whether you're at South End for another month or another five years. Talk to me about that manager ambition, because I think you've got Saul Campbell, first two clubs, got in, got absolutely stuck in. So what's your ambition? Is it to go back to clubs you played for? Is it to keep progressing through the leagues? Is it to find a more stable club? I think for me, it's all about the football. I think that's the main thing for me. As long as the football around me is solid and uh, I've got people who who back me, who who believe in football and want me to kind of do well and back me, mm-hmm. um, that's where I want to be, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll fight two for now. I've always been like that as a human being. When it comes to football, it doesn't change as a as a manager. I still want to win. I still want to work with players. I still want to get them better. Doesn't matter who they are. Um, yes, you know, when you look at the players I, I have and when I first got into the club, it wasn't the best. And, you know, we've got a great team and we've got them better. Some have gone, uh, some have moved on, some have been sold. And it's made it difficult, but we've continued and cracked on. And, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in a different type of way. Yeah. I've always got, you know, one of the last games, I think there was three players over 21. Mm. I mean, it's bonkers, really. It's almost like an academy. Mm. I'm, I'm going toe-to-toe with teams who've got men and a uh, good range of players, expert, you know, really good, uh, decent budgets. And we're going toe-to-toe and we're just missing out because of both boxes, just a lack of a little bit of experience mm. here and there. But we, we've got, at least I've, I've got them into competitive and, mm. you know, there's a lot of youngsters playing in there. Don't get me wrong. And it's great for the club to have all the youngsters playing. It's fantastic for their careers. Some will make it, some will sink and not make it. Mm. You know, after this experience of getting, I'm not saying it's artificial, but it, it's almost, it is an artificial kind of scenario because there's no one in the league has that position, no. you know, that, that I've got. Mm. No one, no one's got, you know, six, seven, eight players of 18 years old, 19 years old in the team and, and probably starting. It's uh, it's just not normal. I don't think when people look at players who succeeded at such a high level as you did, you know, we talk about six tournaments in a row for England, Invincibles, you've won the league, you've won the cup, sees those players having their first manager experiences where you did. And I think it speaks to how serious you are about it. Well, I take my sport serious. I love my game. I love football. Um, you know, if I didn't love it, I won't be really in it uh, for sure. 
and I just want to kind of continue and learn and and grow. Uh, I just for main thing for me, I just want to really you know secure kind of environment really to 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 show what I can do, and um, that's what I'm trying to you know hope for 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 South End, mm. and um, you know that that's what I'm kind of wishing for really. Right, cut the cards for your fifth and final card. Can I shuffle? Because I prefer if you want. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm not like you, very professional. I'm just easy. Yeah. That's the old Gen Rummy shuffle there. I like Rummy. That's the only game I can play. I love really. a bit of Rummy. Rummy. Yeah, Rummy. Right, go ahead. Cut the cards. Cut it as well. Yeah, yeah. and then what? put it back on top. But do whatever you want with them. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, now cut them and then, again. Yeah, just cut them and keep them in your hand and okay. read read that card. This one. Nope, no, nope, the face one. That's it. There you go. What is it? What's the greatest sporting arena on <gasps> the planet? Obviously, White Hart Lane. Do you want to draw another one? No. Seven has Whatever. came out, so you, you haven't got a pair, so we didn't get the sizing, which is a shame, but what a good question. What a good question. The greatest sporting arena on the planet. What, did I have to play there or just be there? If you're going to go for one that you didn't play in, then I'd want two. Mm. And I'm all right with that. So we're chilled that way. Um, you're not gonna pick one you lost at a lot, are you? Because that no, no, one would no, no. I'm, I'm just going for atmosphere. The one, the, the place I just feel kind of, yeah. This is a, this is what it's all about. Did you cross Highbury to the Emirates? I played there. Did you? So you played six both months, six months. Yeah. Right. So you played both. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, the Emirates is amazing. There, but I think for atmosphere, for atmosphere, I would, I would say for atmosphere, no. I would say Liverpool's not bad. Oh, no. one of the best, yeah. You're at me now, aren't you? Yeah. You're at me now, aren't you? You're at me now. All okay now. All okay. No, it's fantastic there. Yeah. Liverpool's great. Great atmosphere. See, I don't like the Emirates atmosphere. I think... If the, the stadium's amazing, though. The yeah, stadium's amazing. Yeah, but facilities has an atmosphere. Yeah, but it's amazing. The pitch is amazing. The stadium's amazing. And it's not an anti-Arsenal. I think any team who built a bowl, I think they did it very but, quickly. But when you look at, say, Highbury, it had, had charm. That was amazing. Mm. Did you ever think of buying a flat there? Get turned into flats? No, they offered, they offered uh, uh, some flats there, but the discount was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a nice flat there. We needed to buy so a flat. we just jogged okay. on from that one. It's I, like, oh, yeah. How much? Are you sure? Come on. <laughs> no, a <I> pass. <laughs> what about just to go to? What, so, so what about not playing that? Did you have another one in your head? Did you have oh, another sport? Or you like your I basketball, like, well, like, don't you? Because I've seen you yeah, at the basketball. A little bit basketball. I like fast-moving games, mm-hmm. like basketball. Mm-hmm. I've not been to ice hockey, but I quite like watching like ice it, hockey yeah. as well. It's fast-moving. I mean, the American football and the baseball stuff is just a bit too, too slow, slow for you. Yeah, too slow. It's it's kind of stop-start kind of thing. I get it. Some of the guys have to be quick in uh, in American football. But for me, it's, it's basketball and kind of an ice hockey. You know, I like, I'm not into the, you know, watching the teams, but I just love it because it's just fast. Yeah, you can follow it. Mm. Okay, uh, who would have thought Anfield would have been your answer for greatest sporting arena? Well, I'm just trying to make you happy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to make you happy because there's one question left, and that is the wild card. I get to pick anything I want, and it doesn't even have to be on one of these cards. You know, so it'd be so easy now, wouldn't it? We can retell the story of, was it going to David Dean's house or whatever, and the surprise, mate. We all know it. Do right? you? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know it? Yeah, you wrote about really? it. Really? You wrote about it in your autobiography, oh which God. I read before I interviewed you about your autobiography. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it didn't first. work. Someone that's actually... You of course, know, you have to. Read it. So, so I mean, that's an amazing story, but we've heard it, and it's there. People can buy the book. These are all obvious things. There's a question in the deck, actually, which is, what's your, your greatest regret? I want to look at 
two moments for England, two disallowed goals, which we've sat and watched back today. I say we, it's a very small team of four of us that make 52. And 98 Argentina disallowed goal. Mm. I'm all right with that. I've seen them given. But I remember being at Glastonbury watching that Portugal game in 2004 on the big screen at Glastonbury in front of the pyramid stage. So I saw that, the mm. biggest size you can imagine. There was nothing wrong with that goal. I've watched it back today. There's nothing wrong with that goal. Who is it you climb on? I don't climb on anyone. John Terry. Yeah, yeah. John yeah, Terry. Yeah. Your hands on John Terry. Mm. Your hands on John Terry. Like, that's it. That's the winning goal. Quarterfinals. Massive moment in your career. That would destroy me. Man, that would... I'd still be angry about that now if I was you. So tell me about, have I nailed that one moment if you could go back? You'd love to change the truth. You'd love to get the justice. I think, in that. Well, I, I think both of them really. I think you know Argentina. But, yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, obviously, when you go back, Portugal. That that's you know five minutes and ga- the game's done after that. But um, I think for me now everything's kind of cleaned up with hopefully all cleaned up with UEFA and FIFA. I I I think that will probably be given now. I think I think think there's a lot of no fire. I think there's a lot of back then was a lot of kind of them and us when it came to football. Yeah, FIFA and and UEFA. Not so much UEFA, but definitely FIFA. Yeah, they're better now for sure. It's been cleaned up. Mm -hmm. But when I look back, and if you got VAR back then, it's a it's a goal. It's a goal. It's a goal, and 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 that's that's the trouble. You know, you you can't get. That back again, and that you know, I, of course, I still think about that because that's semi final, and you never know what happens. Semi final, sorry, yeah, yeah, it still hurts. So don't get me wrong, it still hurts me, you know, because you know, you, you haven't got many chances to do well for your country at, at competitions, and it's everything's got to, and then you look at other players, and it's it's from other countries, and it all seems to click together, they get the rubber, the green, and yeah. you know, the right players at the right time, and everyone's fit, and no one's injured, and it's uh, it, I'm not saying. It does help if you if you got a a full squad all the way through the competition and you get a bit of rubber the green. Mm. Yeah, I'd say right if both goals had been disallowed and then went to VAR, there wouldn't have been enough to overturn 1998, but 2004 gets overturned because they wouldn't be able to spot a file because that's how it works, right? And it's plus, who's playing enough. Portugal in Portugal? Right, you exactly. got forty odd thousand. Do you think they would? Yeah, yeah. I think if, honestly, if it went to VAR, Jake, they would have went. I, honestly, Seems to have a technical glitch no, here. We don't I, have I honestly the, feel. If it was Portugal, goal straight away. Yeah. Five minutes, game done. Absolutely. For sure. And the less said about that from here on in, the better. So, absolute delight. To, well, I feel I'm going to describe as sparring with you for the last <laughs> half an hour. I really appreciate it. I always find uh, sitting down with you a worthwhile experience. So, thank you so much for doing 52. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. There you go. 52, sponsored by Grosvenor Casinos. Tell your mates, get them to subscribe to it. But for now... No more bets. This podcast has been a Cop C production and Grosvenor Casinos is for over 18s only. Photographic ID may be required and please gamble responsibly.